What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to week two, episode two of the Jordan McKay podcast. Uh, I no longer have a mustache, four nights in a black hole, uh, but we did just interview Mikey Williams. Uh, so you're going to hear a little bit more of that later. Uh, so we got a really good show coming your way uh, and appreciate you guys returning and not bailing after the episode one. You guys are going to see people walking behind me and doing all sorts of stuff. I told you it's going to be casual. I'm going to eat this peanut butter pie. Uh, so weekend review for me I had a pretty eventful week considering we've been practicing for three hours a day for the past like three weeks so those first three weeks if you're an athlete you know that preseason into the early season workouts and practices are generally the toughest things to get through so that's what we're in right now uh, we just finished up there and ended our week uh, last week with our uh, blue gold debut game which is uh, just inner squad scrimmage. Mozzie got a black eye. Uh, my team lost, uh, but overall everybody's happy and we're, and we're getting to where we need to be. Approaching next week we have our first uh, closed scrimmage with Penn State. <clears throat> and then we're rolling. We got Akron, our first official uh, regular season game. And uh, it'll just take off from there, which will then consist of me taking all this stuff that we have on this table on the road and doing podcasts there, uh, recording wherever we can and trying to keep you guys as entertained as possible. Uh, other than that, yeah, I shaved my mustache off because my mother hated it. Uh, my lady hated it. So it came off and that was just what it was. It'd be a preseason rallying mustache. Uh, Mozzie won't be doing it with me anymore since he is a senior and he's all done. Uh, but hopefully we will uh, be able to continue that with other people such as Sean McNeil but he's got a girlfriend who doesn't like his mustache either generally is like the number one it's actually a proven fact that the number one roadblock in all mustache growing is girlfriends number two is mothers <laughs> so other than that yeah blue gold game that's about it but yeah anyways so we no, no, we uh we just interviewed Mikey Williams. If you guys don't know who that is, kid's got a million followers, literally. Uh, that's not a figure of speech. He just hit one million um, on Instagram. Super athletic, 15-year-old kid from uh, California. You say San Diego? Is that right? Uh, so he's from San Diego, California. Ultra athletic. I mean, just a, just a mutant. I don't know where these kids come from or what they eat or drink or what they do, but... My parents weren't into that, uh, obviously. But no, this kid is, is unreal. If you guys don't know who that is, which I'm sure most of you do, uh, if not, go check him out. Uh, he's got a lot of cool stuff on his Instagram stuff, and he's continuing to do what we're all trying to do, and that's build a brand. And we talked uh, briefly about that and just how he kind of blew up and took off with Overtime and other you know media outlets. But uh, on the other you know side of everything, is he's obviously a – super you know athlete but he's a he's a 15 year old kid so just talking to him and we we kind of connected with uh as i was saying before is our lives are pretty boring i think that might be with anybody who's you know found success in some way or another uh they're not boring in the sense of they don't do anything but they just do the same thing over and over and over and over again um i was actually listening to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast with 
uh, Jocko, who we talked about last week on my uh, my podcast, and they were talking about being a SEAL and just how your training regimen, once you're through your basic training and then you get through BUDS and all this stuff, that's just like the requirement to, to make sure you're not soft, I guess. I mean, these dudes do some of the craziest things during those times, but even he was saying, I get up, I do the same thing over and over, and for me, that was you know, telling because Jocko takes a picture of his watch at 4.30 a.m. every every morning, Monday through Sunday. Uh, the Saturday-Sunday thing for me as a, as a 21-year-old college kid hasn't completely carried over. Uh, I'm sticking with the Monday through Friday, 5.50 a.m. wake up and 6.30 post going into the gym. So we'll stick with that and hopefully, hopefully that continues to grow as well. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at. That's our weekend review. Um, actually, see, I wanted my weekend review to be more about not just me, but just in general. Life stuff. That's my yeah, yeah. Life stuff, <clears throat> sports stuff. Oh, Taco Fall signs a two-way. Taco Fall is a big overtime guy, and they covered a lot of his journey. Uh, so he signs a two-way with the Celtics. Um, so he'd be you know splitting time in the G League, which. Um, I think if you guys are interested, I'd love to hear your comments about it. But we have a guy who, uh, Alex Ruoff, those of you that are from West Virginia, uh, know him because he played here at WVU. He's a 12-year veteran uh, playing overseas. Uh, he's played professional basketball for you know the majority of his adult life. So I've sat down and talked with him. You know, just before or after workouts. Uh, we've spent you know a considerable amount of time when he's in his off season. Getting him on here to talk about that kind of thing, overseas basketball is super intriguing because there's just this like flood. Because every year, you know, and and looking at my team right now, all these guys on my team at WVU are talented enough to be professional basketball players. It's not even a question. Um, now there's there's separating factors. There's different things that guys do better than others, but you know at the overseas level. Uh, there's so much going on over there that I think people might not even realize um, just from the different like tiers I mean you can get guys playing for for almost nothing over there signing contracts uh, that are you know people in America uh, would would never even look at uh, then there's guys signing multi-million dollar contracts in China and Australia uh, Spain all over all over Europe for sure uh, but yeah, I would like to get him on and just sit down and talk about everything that he's seen because uh, over you know 14 years or whatever he's at 12, 14 years of, of playing professionally over there, uh, I know he's got some stories. That's kind of our goal here is to bring people on uh, that have unique experiences. Uh, now it's it's tough when you're 15 to have a ton of unique experiences, but obviously Mikey has a lot of things that we didn't really go through. Uh, growing up because he's sitting right now in a great spot in terms of brand building brand awareness and you know personal branding so just to talk to him and stuff was great uh, and with that being said Alex Alex is uh, if you guys don't hold on let me let me introduce Alex because this is this is crap that he hasn't been introduced at this point in the show we're two episodes in and I'm not even talking about the guy who makes this thing run Alex King uh, is a good friend of mine here from West Virginia who's now a 
Go ahead. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. I was about to beatbox. No. <laughs> He's got a mic back there, too. I just I suck studio. at asking him questions. Go ahead. Studio. Introduce no. yourself, Alex. I am a, um, well, I work as a photographer and videographer for WVU in general, but I'm a student here. I graduated undergrad in the spring of this year. Yeah, I probably should remember that. Um, what else? Now I'm in grad school, so doing grad school for marketing. And but the majority of the time I just shoot photos and have fun. That's right. kind of it. Yeah, he's extremely now we're making talented. a podcast. So. Yeah, and now he's he's on a. It's crazy how that stuff all comes full circle. I met Alex a while ago, right when I got here, because he was taking pictures for the university, and uh, I wanted to post them. And now we're sitting here months later, and he's you know producing a podcast for me. So that's. What he does, uh, that's his area of expertise. I know nothing about all this stuff that's going on in front of me. I see a soundboard and a computer and two cameras that if you gave me a million dollars to work all of them, I, I would be a, a broke, very, very broke person. So that's why we have Alex here. Uh, we're happy to have him. We love him to death. Uh, now that we've got completely sidetracked and that's what you're here to see, uh, we'll give you the next notch uh, in the podcast, which would be introducing my... I don't know what to call it. It's not an interview because I'm not a I'm not a reporter. I don't want to be. That's not my goal here. Um, I just want to kind of, you know, shoot the bleep with uh, with cool people. And Mikey Williams is a really cool person. So, without further ado, here is Mikey Williams from San Diego, California. All right, Mister One Million, how you doing, Mikey? Good, bro. You good? All right. Well, thank you for joining us yeah. on our uh, on our show here. This is episode two of the Jordan McKay podcast, and you are the first ever uh, guest that we have. You know, I don't want to. Do you know who Tom is from Overtime? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like Tom very much either. So we had him. We're not going to count him as really a guest. You're our first ever guest, man. You are. You're it. All right. Yeah. You nervous? Nah, bro. You don't get nervous much at all, do you? I don't think so. You got that aura. I love it. But seriously, congrats. I called you Mr. One Million. Just hit a million on, on Instagram. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That do anything for you, you see in a million, or not really? Uh, I mean, it's not really right now. It hasn't really hit. You're 15 right now with a million Instagram followers. Yeah, bro. Why you got a million Instagram followers? Tell me why you think it is. You got bounce. You can hoop. Everything. I'm nice with it, bro. I can hoop. Huh? I'm nice with I can hoop. You're nice with it, huh? But see, there's a lot of nice hoopers out there, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got you got something else, like, and that's what I think is so intriguing is that your your class. You got a bunch of dudes. So you're 15 now. How old is uh? How old's Bronny? Bronny's 15 also. So he's in your grade. Yeah. What about Zaire? I don't know. Is he? He's older, right? Seven. I think he's seventeen. He's a little bit older. But all you guys, all you guys got like something else other than just being able to hoop or being nice with it, right? I mean, you got sort of a persona swag to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd that Where'd that come from? Talk to me about that. How did Where did Mikey Williams start? Because you got a million, but where did Where did you start? Everybody was noticing me at first because of my bounce. And then people would just catch me on the circuit and be like, oh, that's a kid with bounce. And they, they didn't know I had a game. They was like, 
oh, he got game too. Like, he's not just, you know, like a dunker. And then mm-hmm. as my game grew, my bounce kind of grew. So, you know, there'll just be times I'm like, yeah, let me let me go viral real quick and just do something. <laughs> when was the when was the first time that you remember going viral? You remember that moment? Uh, I think the first time I played, first time I played Bronny, um, that kind of really got my name out there. And then first time I I did the East Bay, and I got me viral too. I think you did that when you were like fourteen, right? First time you did an East Bay. I think it was thirteen. You you lived in the East Bay when you were 13 years old? It was in seventh grade, yeah. <laughs> what the? Was the first time you dunked six? Uh, first, well, first time I like first time I dunked. It's, it's weird because first time I dunked, it was fifth grade. Like school had just ended, like a couple of weeks after school. Um, I, I went to I was in North Carolina for this tournament and I had dunked and I didn't dunk again for like a couple months and then I got an end game and then it, everything just I just started dunking everything. You dunked the first time in fifth grade. Yeah. There's fifth graders who don't know how to spell their name. You're jumping up 10 foot and putting it down. That's crazy. No, seriously, that's nuts. So you had to – you talked a little bit about it. You had to kind of battle a little bit of uh, is he just a jumper? Is he just a dunker? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Tell that's- me a little bit about – so they did, they just figured that was – you were one-dimensional, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I still – I mean – I still get it, but you still I, get that. I feel like they be trolling, but uh, some people still be like, "Oh, he he got more bounce than he got game and this and that." But I mean, you watch me play, and you can tell it like you game recognized game. So mm-hmm. watch someone and be like, "Oh, he got game." Right. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So, where are you from exactly? For people who don't know, I'm from Southeast San Diego. Got you. I see you play for so being. From that California, you play with Compton Magic. Is that who you play AU for? You claim one AU team or what? I just won Compton Magic. Okay. Because there's a lot of stuff now. You see guys jumping back and forth, playing for a bunch of different AU teams. But you're you're a Compton Magic guy right now? Yeah, 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 Compton Magic. Good, good. That's good to hear. So uh, you play with Bronny's in L.A. How far is L.A. from you? I'm not great with uh, geography at all. <laughs> it's about two and a half hours. Two and a half. Are you you and him close? You and Bronny? Yeah, we're close. Who's your clo- Who's your closest friend on the circuit? Um, because forget social media, they tend to pair you up, and because Big Jaw, you guys are right. You yeah, play we, with him or no? Yeah, I did play with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just want to hear who's your who's your who's your boy. Let me hear. My closest friend, um, probably Vice Griggs. Got you, got you. Okay, so I'm, uh, I probably shouldn't have put you on the spot. Everybody's going to be like, well, what, what the hell? You thought, I thought we were best friends. But uh, so you're around Bronny a lot. Yeah. Bronny's, got a, Bronny's got a dad that some people know. A couple people know who he is. You get, uh, you get starstruck? You ever, you ever been around him long enough to be starstruck? Or are you just calm, cool, and collected like you are right now? I'm not really the type of person to really get starstruck, um, you know. First time I met him, like, in sixth grade, I was like, dang, I just met LeBron. <laughs> you know, I started playing with him the summer after that, so I'm always around him. So I just we just kind of look at each other like family. So, like, you know, like, that's on. So. I got you. You ever try to pick his brain? Um, nah, I don't really, you know, like, I don't really be having a lot of conversations with him. I was like, slide up on a story or something or whatever. We'll have, like, oh, I got you conversation but that's really it I, you know I just I just leave him alone 
know, you got what's trying to treat them like a like a normal person. Yeah, and I'm not knocking them or nothing, but you know, I'm just like, no, that's not knocking them at all. That's just you being comfortable around somebody that other people would, yeah, they'd freak out and get starstruck by. I think that's cool. But uh, what's your yeah? So I mean, who do you model your game after? I would say I would imagine like we're not all going to be LeBron. I don't know how tall exactly exactly you are going to be, but I mean LeBron's a tough dude to just model a game after. He's just a you know he's a freak. But who do you, who do you look at? Who do you try to model your game after? Talk to me about all that stuff. Um. I don't, re- I don't really try to model my game after anybody. I just want to have the type of game where it's like, yo, like, I, like a type of game that you can't really compare to. But um, I say I got some game in me because I can create I can create shots easy. And I had, um, I had crazy shots. And then I want to have, like, some rust break in me because it's motor. He's real aggressive. And just I want to be able to shoot the ball like Steph. So, I mean, that's, that's Steph Curry. But, uh, you know what I mean, no. Uh, no, I completely know. I mean, from from a perspective of, I mean, you're talking to somebody who is as obsessed with this game that I think you are, uh, you know, trying to build things. You don't just pull from one player. You don't want to be somebody who is all, he's exactly like this player, that player. You're trying to pull from, I want to be the best in every single area that I possibly can be, which is what I just got from that, which is, which is great. Um, Who's the best player you ever played against? Uh, it's hard. Um, ooh, that's hard. I played against a lot. Uh, I'd say uh, Jaden Bradley. He's real tough. And um, what's I played against? I played against so much, but that's the only one I can really think of to give me problems. Yeah? Yeah. So he's a dog, both ends, huh? Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Here, this last part, I really don't want this to start feeling like I'm sitting here interviewing you because that's never fun. This is a podcast. I want to shoot back and forth with you. Walk me through, you know, a day in the life with Mikey Williams. I know you're filming it right now, but there's plenty of kids out there because, you know, everybody asks you the same question. I'm sure younger kids come up to you and ask, you know, how do I get to my goals? What do I have to do? How did you get to where you're at right now? What does your daily life look like? What are you doing workout-wise? Talk to me. Talk to me. Give me as much as you can. Um, you know, it's funny because it's kind of kind of simple, you know. I got school, so right after school, we get in the, uh, we get in the weight room, go to track or whatever, and then we get in the gym for like two hours. And then you know, after we work out, or after we our team practices done, I work out for like an hour, hour and a half. So just constantly, you know, doing any anything, you know, anything helps, like – that's a lot of kids ask me, like, well, what do you do to be so good? What do you do to get your bounce? Anything, mm-hmm. like, anything really helps, you know? Like, work is work. So you're you going to get right. work regardless. It don't got to be a specific thing you have to work on in order to get better. You know, anything helps. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, you bring up a good point. A lot of kids and a lot of people are looking for this, like, magic answer from somebody about how to get to where they want to go. But, you know, you and I both know there's only one route to that, and that's kind of consistent. You, you kind of said it's simple. I always tell people my life's boring as hell. I get up, I work out, I go to school, I work out again, I go to bed, and I wake up and do it all over again, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, so, I mean, there's, there's different things. And you said something that I liked is everything, you know, you're not going to find something out there that's going to hurt. Anything's going to help, whether it's, 
whether it's balance or skill development, whatever it is, just go out and do something. Stop asking questions and wanting to, to know the perfect, you know, formula for it. You know it. Just outwork people. Do you have, with that being said, though, you got a, you got a trainer out there? Who do you train with? You train with your, by yourself. What do you do? Um, I don't really have, I don't really have a trainer. I train with all the time. I try to, I try to train with my guy Phil when he's in town, but he trains a lot of dudes in the league and stuff. So he's out of town a lot. But other than that, I just work out with my high school coach and my dad when I can. But yeah, that's really it. Yeah. What do you focus on right now? What's the biggest thing we talked about? You got bounce, but, and then you want to kind of be a well-rounded player, pull things from all these different players. Anything specifically you're working on right now to, to kind of close a gap? Uh, not really, not really specifically, but I'm always working on my shot. You always gotta work on your shot. So I'm, I say I work on my shot more than anything else. How many shots do you think you get up a day? Because I've heard everybody say there's a simple formula to becoming a great shooter and it's shoot every single day. It's not like riding a bike. Um, probably like four to 500. Four to 500 a day. And that's, that seems to be kind of consistent no matter who you who you kind of asked. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, man. Well, that's about all I got for you. I appreciate you coming on the show and talking. I don't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate you, bro. All right, so that was our conversation with Mikey Williams, obviously a kid in only 15 years, uh, gone through a lot of different things and really just blown up. So uh, there obviously are, are more guys and girls like him. <laughs> Uh, and this is only getting crazier as we go. Uh, but it was really cool to just sit down and chat with him and see, you know, what it is like to be that age with a, with a million followers and with a personal brand that who knows where that's going to lead him and super excited to follow along. Uh, and with that being all wrapped up, we're going to move on to our final segment, uh, and that is fan love, which if you guys remember from last week is our connection from me to you guys out there. Uh, and like I said, you can reach out and ask me any question that you have uh, for me about pretty much anything uh, through all of my uh, social media, my personal stuff. Uh, just DM me a question. You're less likely for that to get seen as if you would just send it in to askjordan at itsovertime.com. Again, that's askjordan at itsovertime.com. Go ahead and type that in and, and send out Whatever questions you guys have, we want to hear from you, uh, try to help you out in any way uh, that we can. Um, and I think that's just kind of a cool concept of, of keeping lines of communication wide open. For this week, we have uh, three questions. The first being, hey, Jordan, my team lost in a championship game in our tournament last weekend. Uh, I play AAU. I had a couple turnovers down the stretch. Do you have any memories of tough losses that you felt responsible for? And how did you bounce back afterwards? My best, Jeffrey. Uh, well, for that, as a point guard, you feel like every loss is your fault. Uh, there's this weird complex that in any point guard's mind, you take full responsibility for losses and you divert all responsibility for wins. Because, you know, if you hear any you know, great quarterback, great point guard. I generally reference those two because I don't know much about any other sport uh, to kind of touch on it. Um, but the leaders in that position are guys who take complete blame for anything that goes wrong, and they generally shed praise towards 
everybody else on their team. So that's that's the biggest thing is even if, you know, you do everything right and you end up losing the game, I think that's part of the culture nowadays is to worry about what my individual stat line looks like uh, and less about what the end result was. So if you're winning, that's all that matters. If you're losing, uh, you know, don't worry. You're, I, should, I shouldn't say don't worry. You're always going to feel responsible for losses, but it's this weird thing that you do have to get uh, kind of a grasp on is that losses are going to be something that happens, but you need to be able to not look inward towards yourself because in a way that's a, a selfish thing to do, and, and that's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but, you know, look at the big picture and then, and then try to move on from that. But, yeah, like I said, you know, wins aren't your responsibility as a leader, um, and you try to act like and, and put all that praise towards everybody else and losses you take full responsibility for. That's just kind of the nature of it, Jeff. Uh, question number two, uh, who's the best player you've ever played against uh, and how'd you do? Um, shoot, best player I've ever played against. Well, my high school team had to literally send four, five, ten kids from Wisconsin right at Henry Ellington. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He played at Marquette. Uh, he's about 6'10", uh, stockier build, but can shoot the lights out of the ball. Um, and we had to play him in my, uh, it was a high school Christmas tournament. We ended up beating him, but we literally guarded him with four other people because he went to a school of like 300 people. And we just took our chances on letting the other kid, other four or three people who are wide open shoot the ball. And then everybody just kind of tackle Henry. So, uh Make sure he doesn't get the ball. Yeah, Henry was unreal, uh, especially at that time in high school. He was just uh, an absolute problem. I, I always reference that game, one of the best players I've ever played against. I played against uh, a lot of guys that are in the league now. Uh, obviously, one of my best friends, Tyler Hero, who you guys probably know is playing for the Heat. Uh, one of the most skilled guys you'll ever come across, I would say. I played one-on-one -on -one against him, and, and for me, biased answer, uh, Ty, is, Ty is definitely in that conversation. Uh, last question here. Oh, we, we did talk about this. I was just reading it on Twitter. Taco Fall just signed a two-way deal with the Celtics. He'll split time between Boston and the G League. Do you think he'll be able to compete in the league? Taco's seven foot, like 14 inches. He'll be able to compete in the league, and that's an easy, easy answer for me on that one. I think he will do well. At that height, though, I don't know. I'm no doctor, but I don't think it's Healthy. Is it healthy to be like over seven feet? Yeah. It'd be weird if we had a seven footer in here to answer. It's completely healthy. Are you over seven foot? Yeah. Once you're seven foot, you're over seven foot. No, no, no. Like the NBA is doing like you got to take <laughs> your shoes off. Day. You got to take your oh, shoes, shoes off. off. Shoes off. I might be 6'11". Oh, see, here we go. Here they, here uh, they come. Might, he included the Short. <laughs> Shaky. <laughs> yeah, what? Come on. Yeah, that would suck to be 6'11 with your shoes <laughs> off. Loser. <laughs> That is a wrap on episode two. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, hope to see you all back here next week as we continue to put out the greatest content on the internet. It's fair? I would agree. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Good. All right. Thank you guys very much. Uh, and like I said, send in any questions you have uh, so we can continue our fan love segments at the end. Uh, and I can get to know more of you guys on a more consistent basis. Because this is a community, uh, this is a place that we want to 
uh, you know, have people feel comfortable and uh, come somewhere to not only learn a few things and be entertained, but also uh, get someone motivated because at the end of each show, I do like to just throw out something. Last week, it was about, uh, what was it, uh, instantaneous instantaneous gratification instant gratification instant, instant gratification, gratification uh, with Jocko and his little uh, blurb about that delayed gratification delayed gratification is what you want to kind of that's what you want right delayed gratification mm -hmm. you're putting off all those small long things right for long-term goals uh, which is tough because you do here and for this week you know we're going to talk a little bit about macro versus micro um, macro being your whole life micro being the daily thing um, so you have to realize that people set these macro goals and then don't have a plan on a daily basis in the micro perspective of how they're going to attain them and then they just sit there their whole life saying well I have this goal written down uh, but I don't have this daily plan and you know we talked about that with Mikey you do the same thing over and over and over again and it's all headed towards this one very focused, localized goal that you have. That's the only way to attain it. This stuff isn't going to come from inconsistency. Yeah, you're going to have good days and bad days, good workouts, bad workouts, good games and bad games, whatever it may be, and it doesn't have to be in sports even. But you have to realize that once you set your macro goal, the most important thing is do more stuff on the micro level, your daily basis. Set up your day where you're not wasting as much time as other people around you because I don't know why people aren't understanding that you continue to do what everybody else is doing around you and you're going to end up like everybody else around you. So that's my little blurb. Uh, you know, go do stuff this week. Just go do it. Whatever it may be. Stop telling yourself that you got all these. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Insert right here. Do it! Hopefully that is the editing team can knock that one out of the park. But no, seriously, just get up and go do it. Whatever the idea is you have in your mind, uh, we live in a world where we have access to a lot more than I think we uh, give credit towards. So go find people like Alex King. Uh, set up a podcast. I don't care what you got to do. Do something nice. Yeah. Do something nice for somebody too. That's always a, a good thing to do. I'm rambling. My mom would love all that stuff at the end. She's going to call me maybe crying hopefully. Love you guys and we'll see you next week. Yeah.